Welcome to episode 26 of Dragonfire Books. Today's book is Pony by R.J. Palacio, who you might have heard of from Wonder, one of, uh, like a really famous book. That was Ruby. She is our guest today, and Ruby likes Western literature. Wonder is about a 10-year-old boy with facial deformities, and then he like goes to a new school for the first time because he's never been to school before. He's always been homeschooled. And there's a sequel, though it's not much of a sequel. It's like a little bit of the story of, of one that was Cleo. She also likes Western literature. And so the sequel is basically part of the Wonder story, but told from different characters' point of view. So back to today's book. Pony was published last month, September. It says it's historical fiction, but since there's a ghost in it, I don't know. But it's not it, It's not super realistic in that sense. It's about a boy named Silas. He, like, wakes up in the middle of the night, and there are, like, these guys outside, and they take his dad away. And he only lives with her, his dad and his, like, friend that's a ghost named Mittenwall. Then, um, he sees there's a pony out there. He, he and Mittenwall and the pony, who he names Pony, have to, have to go rescue his dad from these counterfeiters. But there are other characters, too, like Marshall Farmer, who's, like, a marshal, and his last name is Farmer, so he's not, like, a farmer that marsh that he's not, like, a marshal that's also a farmer no that's not it except he dies in the end so that's sad i call the book an adventure story because i feel like it's not it's not complicated enough to be a mystery but it's also like but it's also not like they're like traveling super far i think the style of writing is interesting it's not very similar to the other books i read by this author it takes place in the 1800s, the 1860s. I feel like in other ones, in other books that take place in this time, people's um, political opinions were more um, explored than in this book. Like, there, but there is one scene where it's like Silas and Marshall Farmer are like sitting by the campfire, and Marshall Farmer's like, he says something about like, hunting down rogue Native Americans and then Silas said that his dad thought that that was horrible and Silas thought that too and then Marshall Farmer's like ah you don't know anything young and then he goes to sleep so yeah it takes place in like I don't know the Midwest the ghost is Silas's like sort of like an imaginary friend but not imaginary um his name is Mittenwall He's sort of just like Silas's companion slash ethereal guardian sort of thing. They do talk to each other, like, a lot, but no one else can see him. The book is written from Silas's point of view. Yeah, first person. Despite the title of the book, it's not entirely centered around this horse. It's more about the boy finding his dad. I recommend this to people who enjoy just like just like a less a book that's like less like 
I think that um, people who enjoy, like, a book with, like, a much slower pace, this book, yeah, it's not boring, but it just, the pace is not super quick. It's more thoughtful, like, there are a lot of, like, flashbacks, like, sort of, like, memory thingies. There was not that much humor in the book. I think the main character was interesting, but it's not, like, one of those characters that you can relate to. Silas doesn't really... He doesn't have a really prominent personality. I think the story was good, but, like I said, Silas could have had a more prominent personality. The pony is a hero of heart because the pony sounds like a beautiful animal, and I love the way the author described it. But I'm around horses fairly often. I take riding lessons nearby, and I feel like Pony was described fairly accurately in terms of realisticism. Before we get to the excerpt, I want to point out that this book's layout is interesting. It's interesting because there are, let me check, there are eight parts, no, no, sorry, ten parts, and each one has, like, five chapters in it. And so it's a little different, but I thought that was really interesting how they put it. Okay, so we're going to start at chapter two because in the beginning is basically just talking about his da- what his dad does for work and, like, science and stuff. And so I think chapter two is really when, when it gets the story started so that it can really, like... And I think that might be just a little more encouraging for, like, people to, like, get into the story and want to read the book. Uh, well, if they're just talking about his dad's job, then everyone, then everyone might get bored. So, chapter two. Mittenwall was the one who roused me from my deep slumber that night. Silas awake now, there are riders coming this way, he said. I would be lying if I said I was jolted up right away to my feet by the urgency of his call. But I did no such thing. I simply mumbled something and turned in my bed. He nudged me hard then, which is not a simple feat for him. Ghosts do not easily maneuver in the material world. Let me sleep, I answered grumpily. It was then that I heard Argos howling like a banshee downstairs and Pa cock his rifle. I looked out the tiny window next to my bed, but it was, as bl- it was a black as ink night and I could see nothing. There are three of them, said Minwell, screening over my- squinting over my shoulder through the same window. Pa, I called out, jumping down from the loft. He was ready, boots on, peering through the front window. Stay down, Silas, he cautioned. Should I light the lamp? No, did you see them from your window? How many are there? He asked. I didn't see them myself, but Mittenwell says there are three of them. Guns drawn, Mittenwell added. They have their guns drawn, I added. What do they want, Pa? Pa didn't answer. We could hear the galloping coming towards us now. Pa cracked the front door open, rifle at the ready. He threw on his coat and turned to look at me. You don't come out, Silas, no matter what, he said his voice stern. If there's trouble, you run over to Havelock's house, out the back through the fields. You hear me? You're not going out there, are you? Get a hold of Argos, he answered. Don't let him out. I call her Argos. You're not going out there, are you? I asked again, frightened. He did not stop to answer me, but opened the door and ventured out through the porch, aiming his rifle towards the approaching riders. He was a brave man, my pa. I pulled Argos close to me and then crept over to the front window and peeked out. I saw the men advance, three riders, just like Mittenwald had said. Behind them, one of them trailed a fourth horse, a giant black charger, and next to it, the pony with a bun white face. The horsemen slowed as they approached the house, in deference to Pa's rifle. The leader of the three, a man in a yellow duster on a spotted horse, put his arms up in the air in a peaceful gesture as he brought his steed to a full stop. Ho there, he said to Pa, not forty feet from the porch. You can put your down your weapon, mister. I come in peace. 
Put down yours first, Pi answered, his rifle shouldered. Mine. The man looked theatrically at his own hands, and then left in, in making a show of, of only now noting his companion's drawn weapons. Put those down, boys. You're making a bad impression. He turned back to Pa. Sorry about that. They mean no harm. Just a force of habit. Who are you? Pa said. Are you Macboat? Pa shook his head. Who are you coming here? Come storming here in the middle of the night? The yellow duster man did not seem afraid of Pa's rifle in the least. I could not see him well in the dark, but I judged him to be smaller than Pa, Pa being one of the tallest men in Boneville. Younger, too. He wore a derby hat like gentlemen do, but he wasn't one, as far as I could see. He looked like a ruffian, pointy-bearded. Now, now, don't get riled, he said, his voice light. My boys and I meant to arrive at sunup, but we made better time than we thought. I'm Roof Jones, and these are Seb and Eben Morden. Don't bother trying to tell them apart. It's impossible. It was only then that I noted the two hulking men were, the ex- were exact duplicates of each other, wearing identical melon hats with wide bands down low over their moon-round faces. We've come here with an interesting proposition from our boss, Roscoe Larenshaw. You heard of him, I'm sure? Pa made no response to that. Well, Mr. O'Larenshaw knows of you, Macboat, Roof Jones continued. Who is Macboat? Mittenwell whispered to me. I don't know any Macboat, Pa said from behind the rifle. I am Martin Bird. Of course, Roof Jones answered quickly, nodding. Martin Burt, the photographer. Mr. O'Larenshaw is very familiar with your work. That's why we're here, you see. He has a business proposition he'd like to discuss with you. We've come a long way to talk to you. Might we come inside for a bit? We've been riding all night. My bones are chilled. He raised the collar on his duster to illustrate the point. If you want to talk business, you come inside my studio in the daylight hours like any civilized man would. Pa said, now why would you adopt that tone with me? Roof turns out, as if perplexed, the nature of our business requires some privacy is all. We meant no harm, not to you or your boy Silas. That's him hovering by the window behind you, right? I swallowed hard. I'm not going to lie, and pull my head down from the window. Mittenwool, who was behind me, nudged me to crouch down farther. You have five seconds to get off my property, Paul warned, and I could tell from his voice that he meant it. I think that is a really good representation of, like, just the feeling of the book and... I think that for this book, I would rate it a 10 because I just really liked the way that it wrapped up and the ending was kind of sad, but that's okay. And so a few weeks after I finished the book, I was reading The Week Junior. It's basically like The Week, except it's like more appropriate for kids. And they have like a book section and this was the book of the weekend, so that was really fun. And then for every book, that's the book of the week. They do, like, a little, like, interview with the author, and so that was fun. I also liked, like, it was very descriptive story. Like, it was very easy to picture in my mind. Um, this is Vidal Allegra with Jagged Fire Books. Thank you for listening. It's been a while, and so it feels good to, like, get another episode out. You can find this book at the library, your favorite independent bookstore, or online. I know it's been a while, but I'm still trying to build my audience, so please refer to a friend about my podcast. Thank you for reviewing Pony with me. Peace and happy reading!